Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey everyone, uh, first of all, today is my 200th episode. <laughs> Let that all sink in. That's crazy. Uh, before I get started, I just wanted to say thank you so much. I cannot believe I have people that have been listening to me for four years talk about Teen Mom. I think some new people have popped in because they've been doing the rewatch on Netflix and hi, hello to you. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. But the fact that I have had four years of this is just incredible. I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for you all. I love the Feathers in My Hair audience, community, whatever you want to call it. I'm just so grateful for it. So thank you so much. I love you all so much. I appreciate you so much. Um, Because of you guys, I'm able to have a second podcast. It's on Patreon. It's called Liz Explains It All. You can go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. You can find the link in my Instagram bio, which is feathers underscore pod. If you are interested in that, um, I talk about all things pop culture. People sponsor episodes, but I only take on ones that I care about and like. So it's all things that I care about ton of episodes on YouTube, uh, lots of episodes on like other reality TV shows, old reality TV shows. And this week on Wednesday, I am uploading a two hour episode uh, where me and Troy are talking about Grey Gardens. We just finished recording. I actually did Feathers in My Hair and then Grey Gardens back to back. I'm, I'm spent right now. But it is, I mean, what more could anybody, and by anybody, I mean me, ask for than a two-hour Grey Gardens podcast. So if you want to hear me and Troy talking about Grey Gardens, please come over to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. Today's episode is a crossover with Amanda. Uh, We had so much fun. Amanda's so funny. I like it when Amanda comes on and we can just laugh. Amanda's a lot funnier than me. (laughs) Amanda does jokes better than me, so it's fun when she comes on. But anyway, I just wanted to make sure to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you all so much. I cannot believe we're still doing this. (laughs) So crazy. Okay, enjoy. Okay, everyone, welcome to Feathers in My Hair. I am pleased to announce that today is a crossover. Hi, Amanda. Hello, Liz. Um, I'm so happy to be on Feathers in My Hair. And again, um, we all love to hate Teen Mom. We really do. We absolutely do. I'm... It actually worked out perfectly. We've been meaning to do an episode for a little bit. I have been in, as everybody knows, the winter class from hell. And I was like, I can't, like, I cannot commit to anything. Um, And then finally, this weekend is like the weekend it ended and there's no new Teen Mom. So it was like the perfect time for me and Amanda to do an episode. All right. Well, I'm going to play a song for you and you have to guess who it's dedicated to. Okay. 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 Here we go. Do you get it? <laughs> so who I think it's dedicated to on Teen Mom on this episode? Not necessarily. I don't know. It's dedicated to you because this is your, what, like 200th episode or something, oh, right? Oh, it is. Yeah, you're right. This is episode 200. Thank you. I was like, is it Butch? <laughs> I mean, you are basically part of the Teen Mom cast, to be honest. <laughs> I cannot believe that I have done 200 fucking episodes of this show. It's like... I, it's, I can, uh, it's I, rough it's rough to think about the hours we've 
wasted. I, I remember being like, the show might get canceled soon when I started. And that was oh, four, we've all, four we've years all been ago. saying that since day one of every podcast. <laughs> I when my podcast got canceled by my ex-boyfriend and like deleted, and uh people sent me all my episodes. It was like 250 episodes, including Patreon, that I had to one day I just sat there and like uploaded. And writing a description, putting a picture, upload the next one. And then I got, like, we got this shitty comment from somebody being like, this is so annoying. Amanda keeps uploading all her episodes, and I don't even want Amanda. I just want Jody." <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. This has been a really fun day for me. So. Just keep scrolling, babes. That's like, oh, by the way, was last week the – what week? I don't know, but here's, I just want to put this disclaimer. I want to put this disclaimer out there that like, if you feel like you want to send me a six message, 10 paragraph, uh, Insta message about my politics that I read at 8, 15 AM when this episode goes up at 6 AM, just don't just block me because I'm just going to block you. I'm not, I just want people to know, like, if that's your gig, like my kind of personal policy is just not to engage. And like, it's pretty well known that Liz is political. She makes it quite clear for years, for every 200 episodes. I think you've made it quite clear where your politics are literally. And if like, you feel really upset by it, like I, I get it. Like you're allowed to, I'm a, I have polarizing views. I get it. But just block me because then I don't have to like go through the effort of like scrolling down 1800 words to figure out that you're going to end the message uh, like using a slur against one of the cast members. And then I can just block you like you can block me. I can like I just want people to know, like, if you're going to come at me, like, I'm just going to block you. So just block me instead. (laughs) Also, I've seen that you've been using timestamps lately. That's all these. That's all you need, people. Yeah. Even timestamp. My my personal shit stops at 15 minutes. So scroll there. That's. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. That's just my thing. Like, if that if that's what you want to do, I'm just letting you know you're not going to get a response from me. Um, And that's all we have to say about it. Right. <laughs> I mean, I get them. Too. We all get them. Oh. So it's definitely not just you. Do not worry. Oh, um, I know. I mean, th- again, they're 99% yeah. good people. But then there's people who just, well, I mean, this is this is an exhausting conversation. Every podcast has had this conversation. But yes, just, you know, leave Liz alone this week. It's her 200th episode. Everybody celebrate. Good times. Thank Come you. on. Four it's feathers so in my hair. I mean, it's been life-changing. It really has. I really appreciate this podcast and everybody that listens to it. It's really changed a lot of things in my life, and I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it, yours is a podcast where I'll be listening to, I don't know, Doughboys. That's the only podcast I, like, really ever listen to all uh-huh. the time. But, like, your podcast will jump in and, like, show up, and I'm like, oh, we're like it's like an instant listen i'm like oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Thank I'm, you. I'm always making like an omelet i'm making like disgusting food <laughs> while i'm listening to you and i'm like this is good this is what i need right now yeah um i want to ask you what are your thoughts on um this past season of teen mom 2 and what what is there to expect of the teen mom og season that i'm dreading watching already uh, i don't know i don't like the covid filming i yeah. I don't, I don't know. Oh, you know what? Wait, you know what we should talk about actually really quick before we get into this episode? Because this week there was uh, Lauren Javi Kale drama, and I just want to like quickly, quickly get into that. Oh, did you not talk about that last time? No, because it happened on like Tuesday. You know, this shit always happens like on Tuesday. So you're talking so about very, the, the Instagram live. Right, right. So just, for, no, I like, 
it's the Instagram live. Yeah, that happened on like Tuesday. So just very quickly, Lauren, you know, Javi's third choice, Eli's mom um, is back in Delaware and has been back in Delaware for a little bit of time. And I think on Tuesday ish got on Instagram live sobbing, like hysterically crying being very vague. It was like pretty nonsensical, honestly, overall. Like I didn't even, I didn't watch it. I saw she was live, but I didn't click on it because I was at work. And then I like saw bits and pieces of it. And basically her, she's like basically being like, you know, people make promises and then don't keep them. It's just like a whole thing. And in it, she talks about like, she mentions a car and her finding out information via Lincoln. So apparently what happened was, we don't have the whole truth of this, but apparently Kale was turning in her black Suburban into the um, the dealership. And then Javi bought that from the dealership. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. I think they this. probably, well, he probably needed to go on some kind of payment plan or they, they wanted to probably, yeah, yeah. They, or they, they, a, they didn't want to do like just like a personal, that's he said, exactly she right. said, cause that car is probably still worth $30,000 sure, because it's a two year old suburban. You know what I mean? That you're exactly right that that's what happened. And so I guess Lauren didn't know this was happening and Lincoln mentioned something about their cars and Lauren flipped out. Now, there's a lot of theories going on. People are convinced, like, Javi and Killer back together, and that's what she was actually upset about. I think a lot of people were, like, because at first you're, like, that doesn't make sense. Like, for, she has had the most humiliating, awful shit happen to her, and she hasn't said anything on social media. Ever. Right? Like, yeah, she keeps her shit, like... Tight. Yeah, she'll maybe post like a vague one of those inspirational memes every once in a while that's like, no, you're worth girlfriend, like that type of shit. But like, she really hasn't indulged in this. So I think people are like, obviously, she found out that Kale and Hobby were hooking up again. Obviously. But I personally, here's what I am pretty sure happened. I mean, have Kale and Hobby hooked up again? Like, I don't of, know. I, I think, of course they have. I think Kale does it because for the power of it all. Like, yeah, I'm desirable. Kale has no self-esteem and is really depressed and upset. And, like, whenever Hobby, when she needs, like, that validation from someone, Hobby will give it to her. Right. I mean, I hear, I, hear like that. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been right, Exactly. Girl. Like, they're constantly, not constantly, but every once in a while, I'm like, should I text my ex-boyfriend to see, like, how great he thinks I am. It's like, no, because I have like self-esteem and I like care about myself and like my, how my decisions like affect me and like what the long-term consequences of doing that will be. But Kale doesn't have any impulse control. So she actually goes through with it as opposed to me where I'm like, no, actually the last time I did text him, he texted me back like within an hour. And I then just, I was like, oh, I don't want to talk to him anymore. Like, after, like, I sent that text, I was like, oh, whoops. And then the next day, he's like, you're just going to text me and not responding. And I was like, yeah, sorry. I was like, I didn't really want to talk. <laughs> I think we we all do this. Don't beat up on yourself. It's, uh, th- yeah. I think the best solution to this, which Kale can't do, but is block, delete the number, delete every, yeah. like, anything that can get you that number again so that at 3 a.m. when you're having, like, an anxiety attack, you don't find the number and text some weird thing. But yes. Kale can't do that because she's co-parenting with True. her. True. So what I'm saying is, like, I, I, I don't agree with what Kale does, but I do understand. I understand why Kale does a lot of the stuff she does. For me, like, her motivations are always very clear. Um, so, but what I personally think happened is, 
regardless of if Kale and Javi are hooking up again, I don't think Kale and Javi are getting back together. I don't think it's that. I think that Javi has been promising Lauren that he is not speaking to Kale at all. That they are only speaking of pickup and drop ups, that they're not talking about anything but Lincoln. I would bet Lauren's like, we will only get back together. Like, if you agree, like, you so are not you friends think with they, Kale. So, you think they were getting back together after the Wawa yeah, thing? Yeah, I do. I think they were, I think, I think something was going on. Do I think that they were like fully back together? I don't know. I, I maybe, honestly, maybe. Here's the thing like, she didn't leave him when he fucked someone in her house. She didn't leave him like all these other times. So, I don't really know. It wouldn't be hard for me to believe that she'd get back with him again, I guess is what I'm saying. She came back from Maine. Uh, she had been staying in a hotel in Delaware for quite a while and then was in a house again. So, like, I don't know if she'd move back in with Javi. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but, like, I think clearly they were talking again, like, working on getting our family back type of shit, you know? So what I'm guessing happened is they... Well, obviously, she was around Lincoln, so... She must be around Javi at some point because Javi could easily have Lincoln and Eli by himself. But she was around Lincoln at some point. And I guess I'm guessing what she heard is Lincoln saying something about mommy and daddy switching cars. And Lauren freaked the fuck out because it's like, I think for her, it was probably just like for whatever insane reason that that was her breaking point where she's like, I... Like, I just can't deal with this anymore. And I feel like that happens a lot where, like, the breaking point is, like, the least important thing that's ever happened and, like, the least harmful thing that's ever happened, like, out of everything. Um, yeah. You're just like, I, I cannot deal with one more lie. And I personally think that's what it is. But here, let me say something. I know Lauren's getting a lot of empathy. And, like, I do feel for anybody in that situation. I think Javi's, like, a manipulative asshole. And I feel for that. But, it, like... I'm sorry. It's very bizarre to go on Instagram live for your hundreds of thousands of followers and sob. Like, call your girlfriend. Like, call your mom. Like, it's it's very weird. To me, that tells me she's, like, clearly looking for some sort of, like, public validation for her. Be like, for... I don't know. I just think Lauren has very been after, like, always been very into, like, being an influencer and having, like, Instagram followers. And I think that, like, if your reaction to being hurt by your spouse is to get on Instagram Live and cry about it, like, it, that's a bizarre response. And I think that she clearly, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is, like, I think that Lauren... It's easy to be like Lauren is just this innocent victim getting hurt and everything, but I personally think that Lauren is like, she wants this relationship to be beneficial to her in some way. I'm not sure exactly how to war this, but like... I, okay, I have a counter to this, okay? So like okay. we'll have a healthy debate. Um, I think, okay, like, and, and you and I have talked about this. We've both been in wildly abusive relationships, mm -hmm. yes. Um... And, and what I'm seeing online is a lot of people saying, like, well, it's her own fault and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, to I like people who are saying that don't get it. Like they break you down to the point where like like I took this man back after seeing so much horrible stuff, like equal, pretty much equal to what Javi yeah. did. Like and also they have a kid together. Mm -hmm. So like you can't. You don't understand what, where your self-esteem is when you continue to take this person back. Um, so I was there. And um, so going online, I feel like, like, do you, com do you, do you compare that to me going on my podcast after he 
hacked into my Patreon, and I like, I, there's like a podcast out there that exists of me crying to Jody and being like, "Hey guys, this is what happened. My Patreon got deleted, no, and please come back." Something clearly happened to your mode of the way that you talk to people, and it would have been very bizarre if your ha- Patreon got fucking deleted and you never acknowledged it. Like, I think that if Lauren had. I don't know, like if Lauren got on camera with Teen Mom 2, I feel like that would be less weird. Or because, if she like, they're went on, on Instagram show. Live regularly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, I just think it's bizarre that that was her response. I do. I understand why she gets back with Javi. I do, because he's a manipulative asshole. Like, he is a gaslighter. He's manipulative. Like, yep. that's not where, like, my, where I'm saying, like, how could she do it? I just think that Lauren, like, wants to be an influencer and oh okay I don't know I think she like was like this is my chance to get a lot of sympathy yeah if she had just been honest and said like this is exactly what happened we would all love it yeah it's just weird it's just weird and I also don't love a like at least when you got like your patreon just deleted you're like here's what happened like a b c d like like Honestly, she got on there and was like, here's what fucking happened. And, like, started at day one and ended at current day. I would have been like, good for you. But, like, the... Yeah, she goes on there and she's like, something happened and none of you even... The vague something bad has happened. But I can't tell you what. But I'm going to cry on Instagram Live. Like, I just think it's weird. I think it's fucking weird. I do. There's a lot more to this story. But I'm going to keep it to myself because I really respect my privacy and my family's privacy. That's what I mean. That That's what drives me nuts. Because that, I'm like, so now you're manipulating your audience. Like, I just think it's it's a bizarre reaction. And also the stupidest thing is like, Lauren, I say this out of empathy. He's fucking humiliating you. Nobody would have known this happened if you didn't get on Instagram live. You could have just packed your little bag and went right back to Maine with Eli. And we would have no idea what happened. Like, But can she do that? So as long as there's no custody order, she can. And I personally think Javi would let her move. I do. Really? I think Javi is... In some ways, I think he is agreeable with certain things. And, like, I can see him letting her move and, like, not making a fuss about it and the two of them just coming up with something. But, like, I I guess, like, for me, it's like, okay, so why are you, like, why are you humiliating yourself like this? Like, none of us had to know that you were even really talking to Javi again. Yeah. Um I guess where my sympathy kind of runs out is, like, the last few years I was with my ex-boyfriend, I, like, just never mentioned him to anybody because I was, like, I was so aware, like, how fucking insane it was for me to be with him, and I was so embarrassed by it, and it's very baffling to me that Lauren would, like, out herself in this situation, like, because it's not like you're going to get any support from Instagram Live. You're going to get the support from your friends, your family, like, I just think it's weird, like, it's a weird, it just makes me be, like, why... What's going on with you? Like, why are you, why is this your outlet now, has for Has Kale uh, responded to this? No. Uh, she posted something like, okay. <laughs> I don't know, like, business can't stop with, like, a picture of her car. But, like, nothing, oh no real response. Oh, my God. Like, the three of them are, this is all just so fucking exhausting to watch. They're exhausting. That's what, like, I think, obviously, like, it's not Lauren's fault that this stuff is happening. No. And I understand why she does what she does, but it, 
the same time, it's like, okay, now you have to learn from this. Like you have to make the change. And like, I feel that way with people in real life. And honestly, with myself at a certain point, it's like, you have to do this. Like people can't drag you out of this. They can't make you feel better about this. Like it's on you. Like you have to make the decision to change this. And the saddest part of this is that Lauren is like, so yeah. freaking pretty and seems cool. I think sometimes it's harder for prettier girls. Oh, I think it well. can be harder for pretty, prettier okay. girls sometimes. I think, I don't know. I think when your value, your self-worth is like only wrapped up in how you feel like you look, it can be then hard to, I don't know, because for me, it's like, well, I'm funny. I'm smart. I have like, I can do this and this and this. Well, so you have and to think so of the fact like, that she's with somebody who owns a fucking CrossFit gym. Yeah. Like, whenever I'm on any of the online dating apps and somebody has a picture of them at the gym. Left, 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 every time, every time. I love being at the gym. Like, I hate, I hate sitting around. Like, I, I don't mind if you go to the gym, but I don't want that to be the first thing you're going to fucking talk to me about. So I don't know. I just like, my message to Lauren is like, I get why you keep going back to him but you need to fucking stop and also don't do it on instagram live so we don't have to judge you for it (laughs) we'll be right back after a quick break let's talk about what do you think about teen mom og coming up I don't have any thoughts on it honestly we'll just see it's just another season for us to slug through I'm not really excited about seeing anyone except for Amber, I guess, just because we haven't heard from her on social media. That's true. That's true. Also, apparently Macy was like a witness to some sort of shooting at a gas station and she was like inside the gas station and there was like a shootout at the gas station. Is that involved in this season? Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know if it's like, I don't think it's filmed, but it's talked about and I would imagine that's upsetting. So maybe that's something actually interesting that's going on with Macy, but like, I don't know. I, yeah. it's just... It's just another season. Well, speaking of, I mean, that's more interesting than everything that happened in this episode. Um, Okay, here we go. Teen Mom OG, season four, episode nine, by the rules. All right. All right. So let's start with Macy, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Push her out of the way. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. Like, I don't even have to scroll. (laughs) The only thing we're talking about with Macy is how fucking cute Bentley is. (gasps) Oh, you know, I hate kids, but, like, everything he said, I was like, I want you to it's live insane. with me. It is insane how cute he is. Um, is he older than... He's older than Sophia. Yeah, by a lot, I think, with Sophia. Because Bentley's birthday is in September. I don't I don't know when Sophia's No, it's October, because they always do the Halloween thing. Correct. But, like, fall. Um, and then fall, I think yeah. I think that Sophia is not born until the next year. Okay. But also, like... Sophia's well he's 100 percent. he's 100 percent more well-spoken than Leah and Sophia I yeah. mean Sophia's not anything yeah. but Bentley is so cute so here we go Kyle and I got the house we put an offer on so he's signing the papers today so basically what happened was Macy wanted to move out but she doesn't have credit so she made Kyle who's already two feet out the door on this relationship I signed the papers for this house. When I watch these, one, that's like a genius idea because I'm sure it's all her money and just his credit. Um, but when I watch these, I forget like how long and how serious Macy and Kyle King were. I know. I, I He seems Years. like such a blip. A blip, but they were together from season two until the show went off the air. Yeah, until like the end of this season. Yeah. 
Because this is the last but he, season, like, right? He's not into this at all. Like, I think he's just he's just waiting for the uh, season to be over. Also, watching this, I'm like, yeah, I now I understand why Kyle King's mom like took Bentley for a DNA test or whatever happened. <laughs> I didn't know that happened. I don't know if she asked for it or she like took him. Bentley looks just like Kyle. Like, yeah, he really doesn't look like Ryan. He, he, he does really, now, but he really favors Kyle in these seasons. Like you, and I think because like they have the same haircut and it's the like same the color. Head. They're both toeheads. Well, and I guess because I think Macy and Kyle King had known each other like before she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I wonder they were if friends his, in high school. I wonder yeah. if his mom was like, "Well, <laughs> I think this baby might be his." Um, anyway, she said, we're staying in our old house right now because we have a lot to get ready in our new place before our move. This is like the most boring episode, you guys, so just get ready for Macy. Macy tells Bentley, like, like, Bentley, we're moving. He's like, no, we're not. I, I want to stay here because this is mommy's house. And it's just, he speaks in full sentences and oh, is so, he, his so baby cute. voice is higher than Chelsea and Cole when they talk to each other, <laughs> but it's cute because he's an actual baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> Exactly. So Kyle's like his scripted line. So you're gonna tell Ryan that you that we're moving? It's like, what? What's he gonna think? It's like, uh, I can answer that. He's not gonna give a fuck. Ryan doesn't give a fuck about anything that either of you are doing. No, as long and as he hasn't for years. As long as it's not gonna make his life harder, or make his mom bitch at him. He doesn't care. But even like I think even last season, there were scenes of Jen and Larry being like, I think, I think they're still getting like Macy's still in love with Ryan and Ryan's still in love with, or like Macy saying that she thinks that he's still in love with her. No, he never gave a shit. Oh, about Ryan Macy. has never cared about Macy. No, ever. Like he wasn't even really jealous when she got other boyfriends. He was yeah. like, all right, well, whatever. Yeah. <sighs> so, um, next segment, that was a whole segment, you guys. <laughs> so here are the things that happened in that. <laughs> She told us that they signed the papers, and then she tells Bentley that they're moving, and Bentley says, no, I don't want to move, and Kyle says, are you going to tell Ryan we're moving? What do you think he'll say? Dun-da-da-da-da-da. That was the whole segment. Here's the next segment. Ryan comes to pick up Bentley from Macy's house, and there's, a, again, a fucking adorable back and forth between Kyle and Bentley. <laughs> Oh, I was so cute. He's like, bye. And he's like, bye. I'll miss you. I'll miss you too. I'll miss you more. I'll miss you more. No, I'll miss you more. No, uh, it's just, it was adorable. Um, They go out to the car and Ryan's like standing out there yawning because he's always (laughs) yawning. (laughs) And uh, Bentley goes, he's a frog. (laughs) And then Ryan goes, what? What? That's a frog. And Macy goes, yeah, he made you a frog. And Ryan, in an actual good parenting moment here, is like, you made me a frog. All right, man, I like that. Like, he used to be good with Bentley. I think that this point in time, even though he was already using, at least according to Dallas, like, I think when he was with Dallas is when he was, like, most serious about playing house. And that involved Bentley. Like, okay, now, when you say according to Dallas, I know nothing of this, so expand well, on that. when... When the scene with Ryan driving high came out, Dallas was like, yeah, he went, like, he had to go to outpatient rehab, like, when we were together in 2013 or whatever the year was. Like, oh, for, Did she specify what drugs? Opiates. Like, it's been an issue for a long, like, when Dallas was in the picture, this was already going on, He was hiding it very well, I must say. Yeah, I mean, it probably just wasn't, like, totally out of control yet. But, like, you can definitely tell that this is when Ryan was, like, 
trying his hardest to be like, I'm going to have a serious girlfriend. Like, we're going to live together. We're going to raise Bentley together. Like, and I like Dallas. Like, what do you think of Dallas? Dallas I think that she's is, great. She's really nice. Poor Dallas. Like, her mom died and then Ryan cheated on her. Like, why she was like cool at the funeral type of thing. Like, Jesus. She, Dallas, I think, had a moment of like being a little desperate for that team mom fame. But who I can doesn't? See that, yeah. Who doesn't when they're on this show? But then, but then after she like went away, she went away. Like she hasn't been clinging on to this for years. Well, anyway, Ryan's like, uh, so Ryan puts Bentley in the car, and all of a sudden he's like, "Look what Dallas has!" And she's just <laughs> holding this puppy, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> it looks like a little Jack Russell puppy. Mm-hmm. It looks like my Walter. I think it was. Um, yes, yeah, so maybe this was actually Walter because I got him as a rescue. So maybe this was Walter. <laughs> And somebody, like, rescued him from Ryan. Um, Macy, shockingly, is nice, and she smiles right at Dallas and said, oh, well, Bentley wanted a puppy, which this is the first time we've really seen Macy be genuinely nice to Dallas. Yeah. And, like, super cunty. Um, Macy tells Ryan, she's she's like, so, this is, like, the big moment. So we're moving next week, so you're going to have to pick Bentley up at, at our house. And Ryan's like... <gasps> Okay, it's bad. He's like, it's actually closer for you. And he's like, all right, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Such drama. This is the drama that this whole episode. Even later, he's like, well, they already live together. Like, he's like, I don't give a fuck <laughs> what Macy does. Like, it's not like they're, she's like, well, Kyle and I are moving in together, so Bentley's going to be living with a different man. Like, that happened two years before this. Right. And like, even then, Ryan didn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's mom cared, but Ryan didn't care. Right. Uh, I have a question, since you actually know legal stuff. Could Ryan, uh, Jen and Larry not overstep Ryan to try to get custody? Is that why they're always asking him, like, so are you going to go and um, maybe yeah, actually it's, do that? I mean, I would imagine Tennessee might have uh, less strict grandparent rights laws, but in general, like... For a grandparent to get custody when there is a, like, fit parent is almost impossible. Like, they can't be like, okay, well, Brian's custody is going to be transferred to us. What it is is, like, Macy gets full custody. Like, they, Brian can't, like, pass off his custody to somebody else. The reason it works with Janelle is because, one, she basically voluntarily gave it, and Andrew wasn't in the picture. So, like, that's when the grandparent can step in when there's, like, not, like... If Ryan, Jen and Larry went to court, the court would never take Bentley from Macy or even, like, give them partial custody. Like, I know people feel like it's like the Lynns, like, they don't have any custody rights. Like, Chelsea agreed to the visitation. Like, that's why they, that's why Aubrey was going over to the Lynn's house. Now, if Macy revoked all visits um, and, like, would not let the Edwards have any access to Bentley, they could depending on the state laws, I have no idea what Tennessee's are, but you can sue for what's called grandparent rights, and it's visitation. It's, like, court-enforced visitation. And you're but proving, like, he's been with us every Yeah, you're not getting, like, life. legal custody rights, but you are, like, getting legally mandated visits, and the Edwards have, would have a really, really, really good case for it because Bentley has spent every other weekend at their house for the first 10 years of his life. And it's life. been documented like, literally yeah, on TV. Yeah, exactly. So usually, yeah. like, to 
most states, I think, are really moving away from grandparents' rights, but the ones that do have it, like, you have to show there's, like, an established relationship right. that then, like, the child is being harmed by, like, that relationship being taken away, which it speaking wouldn't be the case of, for Speaking Beckley. of which, how happy do you think the Lynns are that Chelsea quit Teen Mom? So happy. So Can you imagine, happy. like, we're not going to be talked about now? I don't know. Time. I don't know how they, like, did not be like, we need to film a scene. Like defending I got, ourselves. I got to hand it to them for that. I like, know they actually stayed out of this. Didn't share a story. Like they really never, just never. let Chelsea talk shit. Uh, Macy goes inside and she's like, "Well, they got a puppy." And Ryan actually, I told Ryan, and he actually seemed happy for us. I mean, I wish he was like this all the time. I'm like, he is. He doesn't have a personality or feelings about you he doesn't whatsoever. Care. So this is how he is. So the next, this is the next segment. <laughs> Macy's painting a kitchen cabinet. Next, Ryan and Dallas go out with Bentley to a restaurant. This is where I think Dallas is self-producing a little bit because she's like, "Bentley, you like staying with us? Do you wanna? Do you wanna stay with us full time?" Well, this is when she shows she's like a twenty-one-year-old that like is in love with her boyfriend and like wants to be a stepmom and like wants us to be a family. Like, right? And I think she knows what she's doing on camera too. It's season four. That's um, a wild thing to ask on camera. Like, do you want to live with us? <laughs> this is what Kale does. Like, this is what Leah. They, they I hate. They when, all do it. For yeah, sure. where they're like, "Do you want me to marry Javi? You yeah. think me and Javi should get married?" Oh, it's so dumb. Um, that was that. That was a forty-second segment. I timed it. That was a whole <laughs> segment. Like, it was just like, let's check in with Macy. I guess. Next segment, Macy picks up Bentley from Ryan and shows Bentley the new house, and they let him pick his room. He's not into it. He's like, no, no. I want to go back home. And she's like, you do? And then there's this whole sequence with Kyle pushing Bentley on a wheelbarrow in the yard. And then and then it's a whole thing of, Bentley, don't you like the new house? I feel like no. Bentley just didn't understand what a new house was. I think he's right. still too little. I think if they had just, like, the day they were moving, like, moved him into the newly furnished house and was like, okay, we live here now. Like, I think he would have understood that more. I think he, because he kept being like, no, but mommy's house. Like, I want to go to mommy's right. house. Like, I don't think. And again, I this think, is coming from two girls who don't have children. So but I am around, assault. like, toddlers a, like, decent amount. Yeah. And, like, I think that, I think that he literally didn't understand like what moving meant. I like I think it was that basic where Yeah, he's like, I want to go back home and Bentley, you don't like the new house? No, you don't? No. Cause he probably didn't know what new house so just quickly, one of my um nieces, there's this funny story. So they had just moved to Virginia and her and her husband were spending the day going into Washington, DC. So two hours away. And they arranged for somebody else to pick up the kids from daycare and her oldest flipped out and everybody kept being like, they're just in Washington. They're just in Washington. They're coming back tonight. And at one point she screamed, I don't know what Washington is because like, like, where the fuck is Washington? Like that didn't, it didn't mean anything to her because she's four and doesn't have a concept of time and geography. Right. I don't even know where Washington is to be honest. (laughs) And like, I think that like, I think this is the same thing with Bentley, where they're like, do you like, the, like, I don't think he knows what a new house is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, they could have probably just brought him there and been like, here's your new room, yay! Yeah. And not done the whole, like, are you sure you, exactly. you want to move? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a whole segment. It, again, 
uh, that was maybe 20 seconds, the whole segment. Next, uh, here, we're, almost, we're finishing this up here. Kyle and I are moving in now. We're excited for our first night in the new house. So Bentley wants to sleep in Macy's bed. This is just, this is such a boring scene, but I guess maybe it's beneficial for parents of young kids to see this. But Bentley doesn't want to stay in his room, so Bentley's he keeps coming out of his room. pitter-patter out of the room is so cute. The what? His little pitter-patter out of the room, like, <gasps> yeah. just, like, running the way that only a toddler can. It's so cute. <laughs> he's very he's very cute. And, like, um, I understand not wanting to sleep in a new room, but it is your bed. Well, I don't I think he sleeps in his bed. I think that he sleeps with Macy and Kyle every Like, night. all the time, yeah, yeah, probably. I think at that point he was not sleeping in his own room. Th- that's why Macy's ever. like, oh, Bentley. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's it. I bet she promised Kyle, like, when we moved to the new house, like, first. Bentley Day. Has First say, day, he's out of there. <laughs> by the way, one thing that we did miss is that Dallas and Ryan are talking, and Dallas goes, so are you thinking about legalizing your rights? That's right, yeah. And she's like, when are you going to do that? And he's like, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks or She two. just keeps, the way that she's saying it is so funny, legalizing your rights. Like, yeah. Because it's still to this day, there is no formal custody order between yeah. Ryan and Macy like, to this gonna day. You're going to be waiting a long time. I know. Though. It was just so funny hearing them talk about that. And I was like, oh, yeah, they never did go to court. It's just that legalizing your rights is such a funny way to say it. Are, did they break up after the season? Like, are they together at the reunion? Do you know? I mean, I, I'll find out in a couple weeks. I guess. No, because so. they're still together and being Macy. Oh, and being Macy is after this season, right? Yeah, being Macy was when OG went off the air, which wasn't called OG at right. the time. It was called Team I, Mom. I, I covered all four of those, yeah. including that so, awesome being Amber special, which is out of prison. <laughs> so that being, um, so Teen Mom is off the air, and Macy was kind of like the golden one at that point. Right. And so they filmed Macy with the intent of giving her her own show. But it oh, God, just can you it didn't get picked up. I'm assuming it wasn't interesting enough. So she had the very first Bean special, right. which was just like a catch up with Macy. And I, they probably, I'm guessing they probably weren't even really like thinking that they would do them for all of them. But I'm sure the Macy one did okay. So they're like, okay, we'll do this, this, and this. And then those were kind of the segue back into OG coming on. But when Bean Macy was filmed, it was like just about Macy. And I think Farah had just done the porn too. So yeah. they catch up with that. Exactly. I, I covered all four. All that happens with Caitlyn and Tyler is that they get re-engaged because they had already gone to couples therapy. Yeah, where he on camera was like, I do not love you. I never will love you. And I do not want to get married to you. so cringy. Oh, God. Um, Okay, so. Oh, yeah, they are. That's Dallas? That's what? Yeah, remember because she's away. Did she dye her hair black or something? Yes. Oh, okay. I just pictured him with a dark haired Uh Uh-huh. And I think that's around the time when her mom died. And so she's like, go, or was very sick, like dying of cancer. So she was away for long periods of time because I believe she went to the college that's in Chattanooga. She was actually like a college athlete. Like she ran track for her school, Um, which totally makes sense. Like this type A, like college athlete in her at at 21 with like a dying mother would then latch on to Ryan like that. That's like textbook, like just making a bad decision in your early 20s type of shit. Yes. Um, because like you are type A, but your life is falling apart. So you're like, let me fix this boy. Like that's some classic shit. Yep. But I think at the time, because she wasn't from Chattanooga. I don't know if she was even from Tennessee. I think she was from Ohio. And so she was going back and forth for like long periods of time because her mom was dying of cancer and Ryan was cheating on her while she was going to take care of her dying mother. 
Sounds about right. Yeah. You know what? Now I just realized this whole season I've been talking about like, oh, I've been saying that this is the season that they came back. So I'm off by an yeah, entire you season. Are. Uh-huh. Because this is the first season I ever watched of OG. Wow. Because when they come back, huh. Macy's already like living, living with Taylor. And she gets pregnant that season with Ooh, Jade. I'm excited. I'm excited. Taylor to moves in the first episode. Taylor moves from Dallas. I believe in the first episode from Dallas to Tennessee. And Ryan is with Mackenzie. Or he's alone. I don't even remember who Mackenzie is. Shelby? Is there oh, a Mackenzie well, his wife, too? Mackenzie. What? Who? Ryan? His Ryan, wife? Ryan's current wife, Mackenzie. Is he like with oh, her? Oh, my God. I thought we were still in the past. And I was like, I do not know who you were talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, that's her name, right? Oh, my God. That was, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I, yeah, I totally you forgot at me Ryan like was I was married. literally like having a seizure. I was like, what are you speaking? Um, I don't <laughs> think they were together. Together at, I think he might have still been with Shelby in that first season. I think Mackenzie Edwards doesn't come for like another year. You know this lore so much better than me. Okay, so let's. Do you want to move on to Farah? Yeah, let's talk about Farah. We've talked too much about me. Who had a very, very funny segment. Her, I was like laughing, laughing watching this. Yeah, my first semester of school is in full swing, and with my Austin trip coming up, I have a lot of homework that I have to do, but I can't get anything done until Sophia is asleep. Do you remember this boyfriend at all? Daniel, I think this is the guy she was supposed to go on. couple <gasps> no I really? guess not because no because that's after she does the porn so it must not be him but I, I do I, I remember always this. Heard that that was just a not there was never a person there was a person but I think it was like a fake boyfriend anyway that's not correct it was not him but this is the guy I'm pretty sure that like after a couple months of dating she basically is like you need to like propose to me or not and he's oh, like, that's what happens in the next episode. He's like, no. Yeah, like, no. Like, and something about, like, only ugly girls wait to get engaged. Like, there's some famous line <gasps> no, she I says. No, I think she says that to Simon. No, I don't think. I think she also says something similar to <sighs> Daniel. But, like, that's. God, she sucks. That's who this guy is, where she's like, we need to be engaged. And he's like, I'm 21. I can see them being actually a pretty good pair. Like, he's good looking. He's nice. Like, he actually is. He's fine with Sophia. And Daniel like, is actually. This is so the interesting thing to me about this episode is this is such a glimpse into like when Farrah is starting to turn, if you will. And like she, she, I mean, you can, she already has the big boobs, like, but her face still looks like very similar. I think she might have had her first nose job, but like she still looks like a normal person. I think she did something with her butt too. Yeah, but she still, in general, like looks like a normal person and like, Mm You can imagine her in a normal relationship. You can imagine her being in school. Like, you can... All of those things, like, still track. And... But you can tell at this point, I think, like, she's... Still has, like, that bratty attitude that she's always had. And... But you can tell at this point now she's, like, getting some control because she's moved out. She's moved to Florida. So she's living in Florida. And there's just, like... I don't know. I feel like this is, like, the transition of Farah, like, becoming the Farah we know from the fair that she was on this is like exactly in the middle yeah totally because she still is has the ability to be friendly with her mom she's still tethered to the ground like like it's believable that she's dating that daniel guy and having like a normal relationship i mean it wouldn't have lasted much longer no 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 no, still but, but like you're like oh yeah he seems normal and nice like he seems good for farah like now if she had a boyfriend show up i'd be like 
I can't believe someone's going to like seriously date Farah. Yeah, like I, just, I don't, I don't think it's in the cards for her to be honest. I don't think it's in the card. And even with Simon, it was like such a joke. All you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. he was, and like he's just Daniel seems so normal, and the idea of her ever dating a guy like that again, I don't think is possible. And no, so that's not. what I mean by like she still seems like tethered to reality, where now she feels or like she's in a different planet. No, what's going to happen is she'll become Deb's age, and then find somebody like Doctor David. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm. I'm not saying Farrah will never get married. I just mean, like, not to a normal person. Totally, totally. To a uh, So is working on homework, and Sophia is, I mean, <laughs> Sophia is unstimulated, and <sighs> Farrah, and, like, this is the way tough Farrah to watch. interacts with, like, she just talks to it's Sophia so, as if she's 28 years it's old. It's so funny, because there's a difference between a baby voice and talking to a kid like they're a kid. And you can tell because, especially in contrast with Macy's scenes, where Macy uses, like, the soft voice that you use like to talk a to a child. Voice, yeah. But she's not doing, like, an annoying... Like, she's not like, goo-goo-ga-ga, goo-goo-ga-ga. She's like, Benny, like, come on. Like, are you going to do... Doing, like, a normal voice that you talk to kids in, where Farah is like, Sophie, are you stupid? Why would you <laughs> do that? You know you, mom is going to be you mad at you. Are you seriously doing that right now? This is this is what happens when babies she's act like, immature. She's like, we spoke about this earlier today, Sophia. And I'm like, <laughs> Sophia is two and a half years old in this. Like, she is so little. And has the mental capacity of, like, a one-year-old. It's because she's so, had no growth whatsoever. It, it's so bizarre. Because, I mean, for all things to say about Macy, she's always been a pretty good mom. And, like, she has a total... Like, watching her and Bentley, and then in contrast to watching Macy and... Or, watching Farrah and Sophia, it's like... Macy's so normal, and, like, so normal with Bentley. And Macy and Kyle are so normal with Bentley. And it's just, like... Even, like, do you want to pick out your room, Benny? Like, they talked to him, like, at his level. I know I said, like, they should have just moved him there. But for the most part, they talked to him like a normal kid. And they have yeah. normal parent and child interactions. Where Farah is like, you need to talk to Grandma because you're not behaving. And when she's not doing that, there's this. Because Sophia comes out, like, she sneaks out of the bedroom. She put her patterns out. Right? It's and, really cute. And Farah's like, oh, oh my gosh, Soph, you're so sneaky. <laughs> Well, we you forgot to mention that she starts by going, get your sucky for her pacifier, which Farrah, Sophia had that pacifier until she was like six. Oh, I think she probably still has I, one like around her uh-huh. neck like she's at a rave. For sleep. Uh, I think like when she goes to bed, she probably still uses probably. one. Probably. Farrah just like basically lets the whole, I think just Farrah doesn't want to study, but Farrah just lets the whole world blow up. Did like, you notice what Farrah was studying? Because I guess she was no, that, I was like I was taking notes, but she like was what? In that culinary she... management program at the time, and I noticed right. she was studying what drinks. She was like a sidecar, and I was like, "What?" It, it was honest. I was like, "Is she Jesus bartending Christ. school?" You know, there's like scams that are bartending schools. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh god, but I'm sure that. it was something about like bar management or something and you have to know the drinks but it just looks so funny she's like i have to study a highball has like a highball. <laughs> and then she's just like oh no so you're not gonna go to sleep unless i'm asleep are you okay well sophia here's what we're gonna do since you're being so rambunctious right now i'm gonna put we're gonna go to bed and then i'll just wake up early tomorrow okay maybe 6 a.m that'll be good and then i'll, I'll study then First of all, Sophia's like like taking her whole arm and just shoving everything off the table. (laughs) It shows how unrealistic it was that she thought she would just like move to Florida and be a normal person. Uh huh. I I mean, it's another great parenting moment by Farah. So the ending voice over here is: If I can't get any schoolwork done when Sophia's around, 
I'm starting to worry about finishing the semester. I'm like, ooh, here we go with the she's giving Sophia back to dad. Like you can feel it coming. There's they're setting up this story. <sighs> so next segment. It's been hard juggling school and Sophia. So <laughs> I love this segment. So Daniel offered to come over today to help me out. I'm like, oh, he's being a great help here. He's like Farrah's like, I just need to write down some recipes on my computer. So she sits down with her laptop. Daniel's sitting next to her on his phone, like not even looking up. So I'm like, what good are you? Well, and Sophia, <laughs> Sophia's just running rampant. She's biting them and hitting them. And Farrah's she like, no, throws something. She throws something and Farrah goes, Sophia, if you're going to throw stuff at my head, then you're going to go to bed. And then Sophia She says, nobody wants to play with a naughty baby. Like, those are the type of things she says. I'm like, Sophia doesn't understand what play means. Or or what any of those words mean, because you don't, you've never taught her any of this. And then Daniel Daniel looks up from his phone to Sophia and goes, I can't help you here. (laughs) Like, what what purpose are you serving? Then Sophia slaps Daniel on the leg and he's like no Sophia and Farrah's like Sophia we don't hit Sophia we don't hit people nobody wants to play with a naughty baby and then she's like Daniel can you just like take her to take a nap so Daniel takes her puts her in the bed like this is him putting her to bed he like plops her down plops her down seated up not even lying down (laughs) Like sunlight is he like waves at her. He's like, okay, go to bed, and like all the next day he goes out, and Farrah's like, did you get her to sleep? And he's like, yeah, she's going down. I'm like, you were in there ten seconds. So Farrah's like, oh, good for you. So shockingly, guess what happens? Sophia runs back out. Like, what is Daniel's purpose here? There's a moment where Farrah. It's very weird. She says. If you're, she goes, okay, then you're going to act like a little. And I was like, what's she about to call <gasps> Sophia? But then she I stopped. caught that. And I wasn't, I was like, I wonder if they edited out something because it was like too bad what she said or fair caught herself. I think but, she caught herself. But if the cameras hadn't been there, she would have called her like a cunt. She was literally, that's what it sounded like. If you're going to act like a little cunt or a little bitch, like there's absolutely no way she was not saying, like she was cursing word. at her and it sounded very natural and very normal and i was like yikes and then she's like turns on the portable dvd player for her she's like watch barney (laughs) they turn on yeah they both take her to bed she says that thing and then they throw on the lap she's like go to bed actually you don't even need to sleep just watch your barney so they which like they close the door she's just like get out of my face i just need a moment (laughs) yeah which so and it was actually i felt actually sad for sophia because then sophia's just like with her pacifier just like Sitting alone in her bed, like, 5 p.m., just, like, watching Barney. Just, like, deadpan. I was like, holy shit. They come out, and Sophia, uh, Fair, they sit down on the couch, and Farrah's like, thank you so much for watching Sophia, Daniel. That made it so much easier. I'm like, he didn't. He didn't do anything. He did less than you did. <sighs> the voiceover goes, Daniel's a big help, but I can't expect him to babysit Sophia for the rest of the semester. Okay, so next segment. Wait, can I? I need when it's just I want to do Farrah's voice when she does this. It starts and she calls her mom and she goes, "Hello, mom. Sophia had a great idea to draw a marker all over. She's been doing stupid things like this all day long." (laughs) Yeah, because like it starts with Farrah. Um, like doing a magic eraser and she's kind of laughing to herself. She's like, oh my God, this is like not even going to come out like at all. And then she calls mom. Hi mom, so Sophia had this great idea to take a marker. And then Deb on the phone is like, what you doing, no, She goes, why are you so upset, baby? Farrah literally turns the phone to Sophia. This is the 
this is the weird shit that you start to notice uh-huh. that Farrah is like getting a little unglued because what uh-huh. happens is Farrah calls Deb. Like Farrah initiates a phone call. She calls her so that Deb can like yell at Sophia. So what she she's does, like, she's like Chelsea's Randy. Exactly. That's exactly what this is. So she like turns a phone towards Sophia and Deb goes, why are you upset, baby? And then Farrah is like, well, mom, who wouldn't be upset if their mom is upset with them all day? And I'm like, what you asked you called your mother you put your mother on the phone with Sophia and then you're fucking mad at your mom like that's where you can tell she's like starting to I don't know I like lose it a little bit like at this point Sophia's running around in her diaper with the phone up to her head I'm like how does she not know like numbers one through ten but she knows how to hold a phone normally and then Barry's like mom I have to go yeah well Deb goes Baby Sophia, I don't want you to go around coloring stuff all day, baby. And Farrah goes, okay, mom, she probably gets the message, okay? I'll call you back. That's it, like, you would think that Deb interrupted her. Like, I almost was like, wait, did she call her? Did Deb call her at the end of it? I was like, what? And <laughs> no, then I looked at my notes, I'm like, no, she called her. But you would think that Deb, like, showed up at her door and Farrah's like, mom, ugh, why are you even talking my dog? Like, this is when you can tell also that she's really using Deb as a punching bag. Like, this is where their relationship is morphing to, like, Deb is Farrah's punching bag. Because Farrah literally calls her up to scream at her. Um, and then the voiceover goes, um, this is late. It says later. Sophia isn't getting any easier, so I need to figure out what to do. So Farrah calls her enabler sister, Ashley. Yeah, this and, is when Ashley's still agreeing to go on the show. Yeah. Uh, so she just wants to give Sophia to Deb, basically. Just for one month, though. Just for one month. Um, but I'm like, definitely gonna miss Sophia, because i definitely rather have her here. I'm like, sure, girl. Like, you can't wait to get her the fuck out of your house. Do you remember, because you're going back and redoing all of them, right? Like, remember yeah. when she first tells her mom, like, she wants to go away to college, and her mom is like you know you're not like gonna have a normal college experience she's like you have a child and Farrah's like mom it's gonna be fine like I think Farrah in her head like really genuinely thought she was like moving to Florida and she'd be going to frat parties like I really think that's what she thought would happen and the only reason she took Sophia was so that she could one-up her mom yeah just so that she could like win she should have left Sophia with Deb and Michael that of whole time course. Um, so she wants, yeah, so next segment, um, my trip to Austin with Daniel is in a few days, and before my mom comes, I need to ask her about taking Sophia back with her. This is a weird scene, too, because Farrah is so nice to Deb, and it's scary. She's sitting at her computer, and Sophia is understimulated again, and is just being an asshole, and, like, opening cupboards, and Farrah's like, Sophia, what makes you think that those files are yours? Because they're not. They're mine for school. (laughs) She's going, you know what? I'm ignoring you, Sophia. I'm going to just ignore you, okay? It's just so bizarre. A normal person would be like, Sophia, stop. Stop. That's not yours. Don't touch that. Look, look her in, get down to her level. Look her in the eye. Give her something else to do. Yeah. Like, no, you can't touch that. Pick her up, pull her over. Farrah's like, what? Okay, this is what it is. I just realized it. The fact that Farrah seems to think that Sophia can articulate to her why she is doing things. That's why it's so weird. Because a normal parent would be like, Sophia, stop. Like, don't, like, it's not like a normal parent wouldn't yell at Sophia or wouldn't be annoyed at Sophia. Of course, But, like, it's so weird. Like, Farrah talks to her, like... Sophia's gonna turn around and be like, well, you know, I was pretty bored. Like, I was pretty yeah, bored. I really so, like, like something to do. I, yeah, I'm hungry, kind of. She's speaking to her like she expects Sophia to, like, dialogue back with her like an adult. That's why it's so weird and unsettling because it's not just that she's not using, like, a like a softer 
voice to talk to her like most adults do with kids. It's not just that. It's like, like you really would think that Sophia would turn around and be like, okay, that sounds like a really good idea. But like, first I'm going to do this and then I'll meet you over there. Okay, mom? Well, this next thing she says is actually very interesting. So Sophia, they're in, Sophia goes into the bathroom and Farrah goes, Sophia, get out of the bathroom. So, and then Sophia's like, no. And Farrah's like, you know what? I'm getting sick of you telling me no. If this is the kind of attention you want from your mom, this is not good attention. And I'm like, so you get right, it then. Right, She literally says it. You get the difference it. between good and bad she attention. You get it. She literally says that exactly. She, this like, is not Correctly. Good. Yeah. I was like, girl, like, <laughs> she goes, oh, I have written down I don't know when this is. She goes, so she says, uh, hold on. She goes, so so as if any of this stuff is your business, I'm ignoring you, Sophia. (laughs) It's unhinged. It's, it's, it's not right. Like, I don't even mean just like mean. It's like, it's bizarre is the word for it. Well, obviously. Well, so she calls Deb and she goes, hey, mom, good morning. And Deb's like, hello, good morning, baby. And, um, and Farrah's like, yeah, so, and she's like, how are you, baby? And Farrah's like, I'm good. And Deb starts to say something and Farrah just goes, yeah, so Sophia's been horrible today. So, you know, you just, just know that's why I'm in a pissed off mood. And Deb's like, well, baby, she's looking for attention. So, you know, she wants that security. And Farrah like laughs and goes, yeah. So, you know how you're coming for a couple days to take care of Sophia while I'm in Texas and Deb's like yeah baby I'm really excited about it and Farrah goes yeah it should be fun hey listen so yeah like I have a lot of like stress on me and stuff and like you know if I have a lot of stuff and I was thinking maybe it would be better if you just take Sophia back for like a week or something I have to pass the semester and it's just stress and stuff Deb obviously says she's super excited Deb's over the moon huh Deb is over the moon about it oh she can't she's like do you want me to adopt Sophia like (laughs) can I actually get a restraining order against you (laughs) um so that's it. She needs to finish school. So fine. Um, do you know if Farrah ever did finish this school or did she just she go did. right to the She did. She got an associate's, I believe. Now okay. she like, I mean, if you look on Farrah's LinkedIn, she claims she has a master's degree from Pace University. Oh, I'm sure she claims a lot of stuff. Um, also, <laughs> once I like tweeted something and Michael sent me a DM being like, Farrah has three degrees and I'm like, send me the certificates. And now she's saying that she's a lawyer, basically. Let I me think- guess. He didn't send you any proof. No, no. Apparently, she took some sort of, I'm guessing, like, she took, like, a learning annex type of class about, like, Mm -hmm. entertainment law. Like, I would imagine that's what it is. But now she's essentially calling herself an entertainment lawyer and is, like, like, she posted a YouTube video that someone uploaded a little clip of it to Reddit. It's actually really fucking funny. This one person on Reddit has been taking, like, parts of uh, Farrah's YouTube videos and then putting what she says and then including, like everything like that she's done against what it said so it's like i'm a legal expert and then it flashes to her being arrested at like at the beverly hills hotel like screaming at the cop it's i remember that it's very it's very funny these videos the edits are very well done but in one of them she goes you can calm you can come to me for legal advice and i'm like does fair know that's literally illegal like not just like if you want to talk about like how things happen like she's like literally advertising her services as somebody that can professionally give legal advice, which is not a legal thing to do. <laughs> Oof. I mean, I'm sure no one's going to contact her, so there will, there will be no consequence. But but Farah, I think, thinks she's an attorney. Do you think she's a better or worse attorney than Rudy Giuliani? Okay, actually, don't answer that. <laughs> don't answer that. On let's, par. Okay, let's, 
Let's just keep this non-political. <laughs> so Deb said, anyway, so next segment. Sophia's with a sitter while I pick my mom up from the airport. So my mom can meet Daniel in person. My mom's going to meet Daniel in person or whatever. Uh, so Farrah's like getting ready and Deb's kind of standing in the doorway holding Sophia and it's jarring to watch Sophia being held. Yeah. I pointed out. Um, and then Sophia says that she like has to poo-poo and then the she starts s- shitting right next to the toilet. Yeah. Which is a bit, you know, it's like a thing that a baby does. Like, she's a toddler. And Deb goes, oh my God, why are you pipping your pants, baby? You do not do that. You are a big girl. Big girls do not pee and okay. poop in their diapers, you guys. Which is, this part I actually found a little jarring because we never really see Deb yell at Sophia. No. And then you're like, oh, right. If she had control of Sophia full time, like she would be nasty to her just like she was nasty to Farah. Like it's like that moment, like Deborah's so controlled on camera, right? Like she's so calculated on camera and doing that voice. And like this was one scene that like you can tell she was like mad at Sophia and kind of let and she, it like, out. Forgot, she forgot that the camera She was still, kind of... yeah, she was still doing like the baby voice, but like it was harsh and you could tell that she was uh-huh. yelling at Sophia. And I was like, oh, I don't know if we've like seen her do that. Like this is literal potty training. So Sophia actually had the wherewithal to say that she has to poop. Yeah, people. that's she really thrilled good. about that. And she walked over to the bathroom and Deb's like, big girls do not pee and poop in their pants. And I'm like, well, they do like because yeah, she's she's a, she's three and she's not a big girl yeah yet, she's a toddler so next segment daniel arrives and meets deb um fair is like yeah daniel this is my mom mom this is daniel and deb's like oh we met he seems very he seems very good whatever i don't care about any of this they go out they all go out to dinner deb asks about texas he says they're gonna go see the bats yeah deb's like we had bats in our house and fair Actually, this was we a little live endearing. With bats, Deb says. This was a was little like, endearing what? to me because Farah and Deb actually had a moment of like inside joke family history, right. which yeah. we don't see. I'm assuming Ever. they probably had a bat in their attic at one point. So, like, my guess would be at one point in time or for a period of time, they had bats in their attic, and it was like a whole big thing because uh, Deb goes, "We live with bats," and then Farah, with like a smile, goes, "Mom, I told him that." Like. I was like, I, that is one of, we don't see that with Farah. And it's ever. always, it's always almost creepy when you see them. Like, yeah, have a it was like such a normal, like something, an exchange you and your mom would have, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was just like a normal mother daughter exchange, like where, oh, they share history. Like they do have little family inside jokes. It was just, you never see that between the two of them. Uh, Deb asks his tenure plan, which I've never heard anybody ask for a tenure plan. It's, it's a called five a five-year plan. plan. Yeah. yeah, it's a five-year plan. That's the thing. Um, so she goes, so Danielle, my baby is very beautiful. So uh, that, it's a very big deal. You've got to be her biggest cheerleader. And I would just ask you to check and make sure that, you know, this is how you really feel about her. And Daniel's like, uh, yeah, like. This uh, fine, and then Sophia. This whole time, Sophia's slapping Deb on the arm, <laughs> and then Farah's like, "Daniel, do you want to just take Sophia outside and walk around?" And he's like, "Yeah." He also do two, I ever two things. So one, he also says that his he's like, "Well, my plan, uh, I mean, to like work and like settle down and get married, like it's such like a vague, like I don't fucking know." And also, did you notice how as somebody that's lived in South Florida, like 
Farrah looked like such a normal South Florida person in this scene. Like, she just had, like, normal hair. She was in a long maxi dress and flip-flops. Like, yeah. you would never catch her in an outfit like this anymore. Like, she oh, no, just... She, yeah, she wore maxis this whole season. Like, she's, like, in Old Navy maxi dresses in this. Or, like, from TJ Matt. Like, it's just so different from the Farrah that exists today. She wore, like, this crazy hat last episode. And <laughs> it was, like, so hideous. But she looked beautiful in it because she's Farrah. Um, Farrah, yeah, so Daniel's, like, out walking with like dancing with fucking Sophia. You can tell he's like hating it. Yeah. Um, Deb thinks that he's very good. And Sophia and Farrah says he's a lot of help with Sophia, which is debatable, but that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the end of Farrah's section. Just like it ends nice. Yeah. I think for Farrah, like uh, having a body there is help for Sophia because she doesn't actually care if Sophia is being like tended for tended. You know what I mean? Like cared for yeah. and loved. It's just like nice that somebody else is there to like physically pick Sophia up occasionally. And then also to bitch about Sophia. Yeah. Also, Deb's like, you seem happier than you've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I was like, yeah. She, she actually does, does well, seem She's friendly. Ha- she seems happyish in this episode, which if you watch this out of context, you'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, if I showed Ferris segments in this episode to someone that's never seen Team Mom and does not know who Ferris is, and I was like, doesn't she seem happy? They'd be like, what the fuck are you no. talking about? She but, seems awful. But she seemed, she did seem happy, like, for her. Yeah, this is in, like, one of her top five best episodes, yeah. honestly. <laughs> uh, you want to move on to Kate and Tyler? Obviously, yes. we have with Amber. Yes. Okay, so, after my mom's fight with Butch, he ended up getting arrested, but we still haven't found out what's going to happen to him. So, Kim, Tyler, Kate, and his sister, Amber, mm-hmm. Amber Volterra, are there. Amber looks super healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, compare. I don't know if she she's probably smoking pot, maybe doing some coke back then. But like, yeah. she looks great. Yeah, like beautiful. Yeah. Um, Kim asked Tyler, like, Ty, are you gonna go to the arraignment tomorrow? And Tyler's like, Tyler's so pissed. I this feel is so bad for such Tyler. a weird this conversation. Kim is being so weird in this conversation. Kim is, you know, what well, Kim you is know, being like he's she's being like Doctor Drew with all the men. That's in the reunion. so on point. And you know what? It also is. I'm pretty sure. I think she blames April for what happened because if you guys don't Ooh. remember, like the reason Butch is in jail is because he like beat the shit out of April. Like it wasn't they didn't like just have a fight. Like Butch hit her like a lot and kim in this is like well you know he's never done this before he's never put his hand on me i've never heard him putting his hands on anybody else you know that he's not like this nobody's perfect like everybody makes mistakes and i'm like oh she blames april i think like i how how hurtful would that be for you to hear some if somebody beat you up and you hear someone being like he's actually really he's never done this before so you really need he's not a bad guy i think what she's insinuating is like well you know how bad it is with april and like that's why he's like this yeah kim is kim is one which of my is most also like characters honestly which also like it is bad with april like butch and oh, april are very it. bad together but like butch is responsible for his own behavior yeah. it's just so she, weird tyler's yeah. so upset in this episode he does not want to go he's not interested in it and, this and he has kim, a right to not go he should have just not gone exactly and this kid like the way it's just very out of character for Kim, I feel like. Especially, like, the Kim yeah, we know now. Yeah, but she always kind of likes to control situations and stick her nose in where it doesn't belong. I guess, but usually she is more about, like, validating Tyler's feelings and being like, that's fine if you don't want to do that. It was weird to hear her be, like, about Butch, like, nobody's a perfect parent. I'm like, just Butch because he does 
one bad thing doesn't mean everybody needs to hate him. But, and God, Butch isn't like, a parent. What? I'm like, one, he's not perfect. Butch is not a father. Like, Kim, you are the one that has raised these kids and completely by yourself because Butch is not a father. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then Amber's like, you know, I think he thought he was going to be off parole and he's afraid to be a free man, which is totally true. Like, yeah, that's clearly what's they've, happening. They've here. talked about that throughout the years. Like, there's been a lot yeah. of talk about that where Butch like self-sabotages which i believe he gets to an so extent. close to yeah. it and then he just doesn't make it but and and amber's like you know he's really hurt me he never comes like amber's allowing herself to be yeah. here right and she's like he never comes to see my kids or anything and then kim's like well you know what amber he's a drug addict so that's what we're gonna have to deal with and then amber's like i adore him she even I'm says like, kim shut the fuck up amber even says um you know all he talks so much about carly but he won't even come see my kids basically like yeah it's just so weird the way that Kim is defending him is just not it's it's bizarre, right? Yeah, do you think Kim, well, do you think Kim still has feelings for him? No, I think Kim really did not like April. Would be my guess. I think that like I think what's going on in this moment is that like Kim feels like I think cuz it changes after court and I think when she sees his smug ass face, she's like, "Oh, Okay. And like she sees how upset April is and she sees yes, Butch being yeah, really definitely, smug. Definitely. But I think at this point sitting in here, she genuinely does not think what happened is Butch's fault. And she does not want to say that on camera. So what she's doing is she's walking around it and being yeah, like, and he's saying, never like, done I'm not it. saying that he's like a great guy, but like she, she even goes, is a really good guy. She even goes, what he did is not okay. But like I, she's, she's almost doing like... <laughs> I hate to say this, but like almost like when I'm talking about Lauren and I'm like, yeah, but this is what happens. Like, obviously, Butch and Javi are very different people, but like she's almost doing that where you're like trying to justify like why a person that's been hurt is like actually the one that's at fault. And like, I realize I'm doing that with Lauren when I do this. I just think it's not the same to talk about April who got the shit kicked out of her by Butch well, and whatever's going said, on with when, Lauren and When Javi. somebody says he's never done anything like that before. That doesn't matter. He did it. Yeah. Though. Also, Would somebody like, murder somebody like just because D- D- David's never killed a dog before. Also, how would they know? How would they know? You you mean to tell me so you're... he's never done it with any of the other girls he was with? You don't. Th- how do you know? She goes. None of them have ever told me that he's done it. It's like yeah, because you're his ex wife. Like Kim. Yeah. Shut up. But I really. That's really what she was doing. She was just walking around blaming April. Well, um, next segment, it's Butch's arraignment and, um... Which I didn't even know what an arraignment is, which is funny. Like, not funny, because most people don't know, because why would you know? But I would think with Butch as your father, you would, like, understand the legal system from front to back. Right. So, But he's just, he's getting his charges, basically. Yes. What an arraignment is, is, like, you get arrested... And then you have to go in front of the judge and the judge like officially charges you and that's where bail is set. And it's like a formal arraignment. Sometimes you'll have like an informal one, like right when you get booked, but then you have like the formal arraignment and that's when you go in front of the judge. And that's what this was. Uh, so Caitlin's at work. So Tyler's going with his mom. Where was Caitlin working when she said that? I guess her and Tyler are working at this weird like boutique. Oh, thing. at the it's clothing so store. Right. It's right, like right. a Claire's, but they also sell like, stretchy pants i was like she's at work yeah it's weird (laughs) lots of earrings and like tchotchkes in the back uh but um i don't really know why kim is there i don't know if kim really has any business being there but fine well it Uh, doesn't make sense because it'd be one thing if ryan was like ryan if tyler was like i really want to go mom will you come with me but it seems like kim is the one that made tyler go yeah 
because she makes Tyler, she's like, I think you should really go, Ty. And he's like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess I'll go, but like, I just don't really, I don't really support. <laughs> Tyler's Jesus. no backbone. I <laughs> know, uh, not at all. And, and Kim manipulates the shit out of him. But, yeah. um, so they go. Butch comes out in shackles. Yeah, um, yeah, he's and in ju- orange. Like, this is full-on, like, Butch in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, the judge says, so I'm to understand you want to represent yourself, and I must advise you that that is not a good idea. I gasped anyway. when he said that. I was like, what? I know! I forgot this happened. My guess would be that at this point, Butch probably realized with his record, like, he was getting what he gets, and, like, a public defender like I bet at that point he's like, I'll be able to just get myself the same deal a public defender will be because like, I'm not, I'm not getting but does he have, deal. You don't have to pay for a public defender. Yeah. But I you? think it's just like, let me try like, it. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, okay. Which is stupid. A public it's, defender could at least probably no, get one it, charge. It's beyond stupid, but I'm guessing yeah. that's like what his mentality was like. Right. Cause his mind is so fucked up. Yeah. By the way, I've been watching cause somebody requested for a total request podcast, an episode of celebrity rehab. And uh, so I've been, like, binging that the past couple days. I'm like, have you watched that? Yeah, but not since it was, like, You should watch it again because it is nuts. Like, Jeff Conaway, Mm -hmm. who's now passed away, Mm -hmm. his entry, like, he's, like, going through full-out delirium tremens. Yeah. And it's so upsetting to watch. I remember. Do you – have you gotten to the season with Tiger Woods' uh, mistress, Rachel, yeah. No, I've only been, I've only watched season four and I'm just starting season one. Now. I just read an article because she's like kind of back in the news because they, HBO did a Tiger Woods documentary and she got paid $500,000 to go on that They've show. They've offered Lindsay Lohan a million dollars. That I believe. But I was like, damn, VH1 had money then. Like that made oh, me yeah. also reconsider. I'm like, wow, I wonder how much everybody got for couples therapy. Like I'm sure for marriage boot camp from oh. oxygen, they're not getting as much, but like this is around the time that like couples therapy is going on. Like the, the like early to mid 2010s. Like, I'm like, damn, I wonder like what they were paying for those type of shows. Like yeah. $500,000, a lot of fucking money. Dude, I miss. I already missed that uh, that season of Marriage Bootcamp. Me and Jody just did I know <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. Um, you should do yeah. Farrah's. You should do Farrah's. That's season. what we're doing next. We're doing Farrah and the situations on it, and Kendra Wilkinson's on it. Oh my gosh! Okay, it's gonna be epic. But <clears throat> anyway, so Butch, uh, the the Butch wants to. He's like, since I'm planning on representing myself, can, what is he asking for to be released to like a different yeah, prison to he, like look at the law books or something? Yeah, so he could like re- okay. represent himself. Like he would have more access to it. And the judge goes, no. "With your past record, I'm not letting you out." I think he says, "Do you think <laughs> I'm letting you out?" Like he's even like, "You fucking idiot!" <laughs> yeah. Like. So we don't see this happen, but apparently Butch looks at April and gives her like a fuck you look. Yeah. I Um, think this is when Kim was like, oh, whoops. Not April's fault. (laughs) So um, it's kind of a sweet moment. I mean, sweet is in quotes here, but like they're all Tyler, Kim and April are all walking out just bitching and bitching and bitching. And Kim and April are at least being supportive. Everybody was being very nice to April in this episode. Like, and I don't mean in like a she didn't deserve it way. Like I actually felt a little heartwarmed heartwarmed by it mm-hmm. heartwarmed heartwarmed by it like i don't know it was nice i mean we know that kate has her extreme mommy issues like we know that but mm-hmm. like i don't know i thought it was nice that they were all acknowledging that like butch was really awful to her and that like she can get better and that he obviously has no remorse like i think kim was really tripped up by that because i would bet that butch is the type that once he sobers up he's I'm so sorry. It's never going to happen well, again. Well, we've seen him as sober. Exactly. And he is. He's, he Ex- speaks in like, um, he speaks in like, 
um, what's it called? The, um, like, AA talk. Yeah. Like, he talks in, like, the the words yeah so he's usually doing that and so i think kim was like very taken aback by the fact that like he looked at april like fuck you uh tyler goes home and he's like super flustered and frustrated these scenes are really out of order did you know like this was obviously happened after kate drove home from work like it was just like kate and tyler are talking and then kate's driving home from work oh yeah i guess yeah you're right (laughs) um tyler's like Dude, like, fucking, he's such a fucking idiot. And, like, like if you want to represent yourself with your fucking mullet and shit, that was very funny. Yeah. And, um, and then he tells her, like, he looked at your mom like, you stupid-ass bitch. And he's like, there, this is a sign he has no remorse for what he did. And then Caitlin says this. This way, I was really upset by this exchange. So go ahead. In a very condescending voice, she goes, aw, I can see that little poor boy look in your eyes sometimes. So and Tyler's like, I don't think up. she was being condescending. I think that they don't know how to speak to one another. Okay. And like what she was trying to do was be like, hey, I get why you're upset. Like, like I because, empathize with because you. your dad is a fucking asshole and right. I know it better than anybody else. And like, I know that when he because remember at this point, Kate and Tyler are what, 21 years old? Like they're still if that. Yeah, they're still very young. They have no way to communicate like I I can see why you read it as condescending, but I read it as, like, Kate was trying to be support, Like, trying oh, to I don't acknowledge... Think she was trying to be condescending, but, like, but I think it came she was off as... trying to acknowledge, like... it. Like, um, I think now... Say what you will about Kate, but what she would have said now is, like, yeah, I get it. Like, when he does this, it, like, reminds you of being a kid, and it really hurts you. Yeah. Like, because Kate has gone to therapy, and she has therapy talk, and there's a million bad things to say about Kate, but... When you watch these episodes, you really do see how far emotionally Kate has come. She's in a very different, more mature state emotionally now. And, like, this conversation would go totally different. But I think that's what she was trying to say. And Tyler just shutting down immediately and being like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, like, why are you telling me to shut up? And now Caitlin decides to kind of aggressively invade his personal space. (sighs) And he's, like, physically pushing her off. He, like, has his arms straight out. I will say they're in a much better place as it. I don't think Kate and Tyler should be together, but when you watch this compared to, like, the current seasons, you're like, oh, at least, like, now they seem to, like, semi-like each other. They can have normal conversations. Like he'll let her touch him without yes. him looking like like his soul just left his body. Exactly. This was, like, a weird... I don't it's know. Weird. And she, he doesn't want her to sit on, her la- on his lap, so she kind of... Mm-hmm. Ends up just kind of like leaning off kilter. It's like, really, it was it's really weird. sad and upsetting to watch. I'm going to try to get a picture of that and put that on our episode, our episode thing on our Facebook group. So Taylor, uh, Tyler basically said like, you know, he's done for the three millionth time and he hopes that her mom actually divorces him. Next segment, Kate, Caitlin goes over to April's. It shows like at April's house, there's like a bouquet of flowers on her uh, table and it's from Caitlin and Tyler and they're like, the shittiest flowers and it was just like so quaint it was probably like, the cheapest cute. flowers at their shitty local they're probably floors. like six dollars and they literally like were like counting out like yeah. change to Aww. buy it but it was just very cute um april says she can't believe his next court date's going to be a jury trial where he has no representation he's going to represent himself and caitlin says this is going to be better for you 
because um, you're gonna work on yourself now. And now April just went to her first meeting. Mm-hmm. Well, and, first they um, keep talking. I was like, what is she gonna go to? Because they're like, Kate, Kate's like, you want to go to the recovery thing tomorrow? I'll go with you. Like recovery group, she's calling it. Yeah. Like oh yeah, wait yeah. First she says, uh, you know, Butch used to pressure me uh, to drink. You know, you can't have just one beer with your husband, but you know, like one beer for April turns into a thousand because I'm an alcoholic and yeah. I'm gonna go tomorrow to my recovery group. This Butch is, keeps calling and calling. Yeah, which I wanted too. to comment on because I've had a boyfriend in jail. And what they do, they don't have any... People in jail don't have anything to do. So they'll just right. call you over and over and over and over and over because it doesn't hurt them to just continuously call you a million fucking times. Yeah. It's, but also, like, block the number and delete it. Well, That's the only way you can get over this. Yeah. Well, that was her landline, if you notice. Like, turn the ringer off. Oh, that was her landline? I think so. No, it wasn't. Because she looked, she like looked at her, it was her phone. I thought it she had picked like, up the call, like remember the old landline phones, the cordless phones had caller ID Oh, I guess, them? okay, okay. I don't know, you sorry, my right. dog is going right. fucking insane right now because a truck dares to back up with a beep near our home. Oh, I hear you. I have a whole story with my dog. <laughs> never mind. Um, anyway, so she should block the number, but Caitlin's like, I'll go with you, Matt, just to support you. Yeah, Kate is like, it's really sad to watch Kate in this episode because... She seems hopeful, but, like, I don't know. At the same time, I'm like, Kate, like, have some boundaries with your mom. Like, why are you not she's mad so at your mom She's so desperate to forgive her. She's desperate so, to forgive she's her. She's always desperate to forgive her. I will say, though, they have this long conversation, I guess, the next scene after they go to the AA meeting. They go to the, yeah, they go to the recovery group, and then they come back. And yeah. April's in that, like, new sober first meeting haze where it's like you'll never see me pick up a beer again yeah. and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and she's like excited but like Caitlin doesn't understand that that's gonna go away soon I don't I think though since this her and Butch do get a divorce Definitely. she's with that new husband and as far as we know drinks she's functioning she's functioning now she's yes, that's exactly she's it like I find it hard to believe that she's not still now drinking alcoholically but she's functioning and smoking weed because it shows her smoking right, weed on camera right, with right. Caitlin. Caitlin and Tyler, for some reason, trust her enough to leave the kids with her. So they she have this conversation. They have this conversation about how April wants to be able to do that and be there for Nicholas. And I was like, well, you know, like she has gotten significantly better than yeah. in this scene. But it's still it's like Kate is it's so weird because Kate, as a child of an addict, you would think he'd be, she'd be more like Tyler, because Tyler's like, I don't fucking know what my dad's going to do. Like, I want him to get better. I don't know if he's going to get better. Like, but Kate, it's like, Kate's already in her 20s. Her and her mom must have gone through this a hundred times at this point. Uh-huh. Like, how many times has April tried to get sober and Kate's like... promise that she'll... she'll You'll never... I thought it was such a swing to say you'll never see your mom pick up a Such a swing again. to like, say. don't say that. And it was just like, Kate was like, I know. And I'm like... Have you and April not gone through this before? Like, you would think Kate would be a lot more, like, bitter and jaded. It's very weird how she is with April. I think it's because she has, to this day, compartmentalized and just, like, blocked off her childhood and her mom and, like, everything that happened. I think that she has not worked through that shit at all. Um, I think that, like, she, that, like, that shit's in a box up in a closet, like, in her mind. And I think that, like, she's just so willing to be like, everything's fine. 
with me and my mom. Well, and in me going through these early episodes again, I remember, and I remember always sitting in between my church masses, listening to feathers in my hair and you talking about like Caitlin, like everyone should lay off of her. Um, that's like, I've been really leaning in extra on that, that people talk so much shit about her going to all these treatments and stuff. And I'm like, everybody who says that needs to go back and watch these first four seasons and see what trauma this girl went through she's not making it up just because she's lazy she went through some true trauma here my thing will always be kate came home from that treatment and said she was going to kill herself now should she have tried a local treatment were there different options sure yeah but kate didn't kill herself and Kate yes. seems significantly better. And Kate has oh, not yeah. had to go away to treatment since then. So I don't really understand how people can look at that second treatment and be angry about it. Because to me, at least, it seems like there's been a lot of clear results from it. And she's in a much better place. So, like, it, like to me, it seems like that second treatment worked. And they had a great season last season. Yeah. They had a good edit. It seems like that second treatment worked for her and so it's like why are you and people are just like well it was really selfish the way she left her child i'm like you know what would have been worse for nova if her mom killed herself yeah and her mom was dead because she committed suicide like i don't know there's such and also like nova is three if this is like the worst trauma that happens then that's actually pretty good, all things considered, considering who her mother is and the way that her mother was raised. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, saying, like, all she does is sit on the couch. She's so lazy. Well, you know who else sits on the couch? Chelsea. Yeah. Macy. All the skinny girls also sit yeah, on the well, couch the whole time. That's the big so. thing. because she's fat and people find her, like, physically disgusting. Yes. Which I don't agree with at all. Like, And you said you saw her in person and she's much littler she, than I. What? I was genuinely shocked. She just doesn't dress well. Like that picture that's this always is, circulating of her in those pink pants with the flare. So <laughs> when I saw her in person, I saw a girl that was like, I'm short. I'm 5'1". And I saw a girl that was, I don't know, maybe like 5'6 and like big. And I was like, oh, is that Kate? I was like, no. And then I turned her like my head and I like saw Caitlin's face and I was like, and I looked at her. I'm like, Oh, she's like a size 16. Like, she's fat. I'm fat. But she's not, you know what I mean? Like, you don't. Well, also, if she got a breast reduction, I think that would probably help a lot, yeah, too. Yeah, which is, I mean, same for me, though. Like, And people are like, I don't understand why she doesn't get her boobs done. It's like, because she doesn't want to. I don't, like. Right. Like, I. And Tyler's clearly still fucking her, if so. People, like, it's their business. If someone looked at a picture of me, they could be like, I don't really understand why she doesn't get a breast reduction. It's like, because I don't. Like, yeah, in a magical world where I could just have a breast reduction, I would have no pain and no surgery and no, like, I would just wake up tomorrow with smaller boobs. Sure, I would like that. But, like, it's perfectly fine that she doesn't want to get a breast reduction. Also, there are $875,000 in debt right now. That, too. And also, like, not everybody that, I don't have back problems for my boobs. Like, I have big boobs and they don't bother me. I don't like the way they look in clothes, but, like, physically, my boobs really don't bother me at all. And so people are always like, her back must kill. And I'm like, maybe they don't. Like, I walk around without a bra all of the time. I rare... The only time I have a bra on is if I'm, like, at work. <laughs> Otherwise, like, I don't have a bra. Oh, like, I'm never in a bra. Not all of us girls with really big boobs, like, have all of this baggage with them. And I think that people, like, project that shit onto Kate. I think people also project, like, major body issues onto her. Where she doesn't Definitely. seem... I think she has normal body issues because she's a fat woman in America. And how do you not have body issues if you're a fat woman that lives in America? But, like, 
beyond that, I don't think she has like these insane body issues that people want and her to this have. This last season, you can tell she's in a better place because she's starting to wear makeup. Like whenever yeah. I'm yeah. in a less depressed yeah. state, I'll like curl Doing my hair, hair and like put yeah. on some makeup just so I can feel better. But like back to seeing her in person, like she looked like a very normal, like she is probably my height. We're probably similar sizes. Maybe I'm a little smaller than her, but not by much. Like, like she could fit probably into regular old Navy sizes. You know what I mean? Right. Like she's yeah. not like, it, it, it was really jarring actually. And it's just such a reminder how different people look on camera than like mm-hmm. how they look in real life. God, Macy and Chelsea must look emaciated. Well, that's what not people always say. Like when they see thin, like in real life, they look so, so thin. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. So Kate, I just think Kate, like considering Kate's childhood to where she is now, it's pretty good. Yeah. A million things could be better about her. She could do a million things better in life. She could make a million better choices. But all things considered, the fact that she's not a fucking drug addict is... That is amazing. Amazing. All right, let's go to Amber. Speaking of drug addicts, (laughs) this is... Wow. This, I mean, dude, she got home from rehab last episode. Which, just so you know, just to put this in perspective for you. Are so iconic. Oh my God. Okay, Gary is moving into his new house today, so I have Leah. Gary and I have been fighting a lot since I left rehab because he keeps going out of town and leaving Leah with his mom. Uh, first, I need to point out, like, did you notice all of Amber's insane piercings? Because she has two above her boobs, like the clavicles. She has one up here by her eye, and she has one here in the webbing between her pointer and thumb. I did not notice those. No, because I watched this oh. episode on my phone, which is how I watch most Teen Mom episodes is I take gotcha. notes. So I miss <laughs> a lot of the visual things because I, I believe that Teen Mom is an, an audio show. Like Teen Mom oh, is like I an old timey radio that. show to me as far as Sometimes I'm concerned. Sometimes you, you can catch some funny stuff. Though, For like sure. Some... And I definitely miss, I always say this, like I definitely miss visual things that happen. But like as far as the content of this show, you only need to listen to it. Well, just be aware that those four piercings I... are exist. And they're always, every time they zoom up on one of them, they're so infected, especially the oh. one on her hand. Because oh. you're not supposed to have a hand piercing. Oh. Uh, they're always just flaring and swollen. Um, okay, so Amber gets a call from JJ I did at notice, her rehab. Did you notice her eyelashes when she picked up the phone because they were shooting her down? Her eyelashes were, she had like two pairs of fake eyelashes on. Oh, she definitely had two pairs. This, yeah, this sure. is six inch fairy or whatever, six inch eyebrow, lash, whatever Gary had her in his phone as. Like what? six inch, he had her in his phone as like six inch eyelash portwood or something. And she has him as Gary the hairy fairy. I don't even know how to respond to that. Okay, well, so she says, so JJ's like, hi, Amber, I'm just, like, calling to check in on you. And I wonder if, like, MTV reached out to the rehab and was like, hey, maybe can you give her a call? Because we're catching some crazy kind of wild stuff on camera. Mm-hmm. He's like, how's it going over there? And she goes, not good. Things are horrifyingly bad. And JJ's like, so have you been able to get yourself to the outpatient? And she's like, yeah, you know, I should be able to, but you know, I've just kind of been procrastinating on that. And he's like, well, why? And she's like, basically I'm just sleeping a lot. And I just laughed out loud. when she said that. She's like, my meds make me sleep all day, which definitely is an anti, it can be an antipsychotic side effect that you sleep a lot for sure. Well, when she's in rehab though, I think that's, she's very like out of it in rehab. Well, she's high as shit in rehab. 
She's very high in rehabs, but she's a different kind of high hair. She's angry yeah. high hair. Well, here she's like, yeah, here she's Bat somehow taking, fentanyl. I think in rehab she was not only like taking, a, like she brought a ton of drugs into rehab, but I, they also probably had her on high psych meds. So she was just like doped out, out totally. And now I think she's on less psych meds, but just as much drugs. But do you also think that, let's just, I guess, bury the lead here. Do we think that she's actually hot, like? abusing her meds yeah here yeah like i mean okay good i I mean i think so i mean she is like she's admit like because she goes to jail shortly after this because she keeps failing drug tests and can't stay sober and they were gonna put her on fentanyl patches and remember Um, everybody amber says all the time that she put herself in prison because she needed to put myself in prison for my daughter amber put herself in prison because they were gonna put her on drug court drug court is extremely hard to be on and if you fail out of drug court you go to prison for a lot longer than if you just usually they're like you can go to prison or you can go to drug court and most people pick drug court because they don't want to go to prison on drug court you have to go you have to have a job you have to get like three to four drug tests a week like you have it's it's very hard and very stringent, which is why it's easier drug- to go to prison and do drugs in because prison. drug court graduates actually usually like have a pretty good success rate of staying sober because the program is like so stringent. So and you're forced to do it. So, yeah. but a lot of people choose the drug court and then end up in prison anyway with a longer sentence because they're not able to stay sober and they fail out of drug court. And Amber knew she would fail out of drug court, so. She says, like, she put herself in prison to get sober, but she put herself in prison so that she would have a... I think, for some reason, she managed to have the clarity that she would fail drug court and have to go away for longer. But she just frames it as, like, doing it for Leah. Um, so, she says, yeah, like, my, my meds knocked me out. I'm tired as hell, but if I don't take them, I'm, like, crazy. And then JJ's like, well, how, how are things going with Gary? And she's like, I honestly don't know. Like, all of a sudden, he started talking a lot of crap. Like, I'm a bad mom. And I'm leaving him alone because I can't take any more of it right now. And JJ's like, okay, well, anyway, you have to go to outpatient, though, so can we go back to that? And Amber's like, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i going to, but basically, like, just no matter what, like, I was gonna, I just don't even do anything, because no matter what I do, it's not good enough for anybody. You know what this really reminded me of? Like, the Amber and Andrew leaked conversations, where she just, like, seems to go, like, from zero to a hundred, like, immediately, like... You get, like, I was really thinking about those tapes where she's just, like, so agitated, I guess is the word for it. She seems to be back in that agitated state, which is scary. And JJ says, JJ can definitely tell she's going to relapse, basically. Mm -hmm. He's like, all right, well, good luck. Um, And then she goes, I need to stop getting distracted by Gary so I can focus on getting better. Next segment, Gary's coming by to get Leah since Child Protective Services are saying that it's not safe for her to spend the night at my place. Because of vandalism. When because she said that, I vandalism. laughed out loud. First of all, the I way that too. she said it, she, like, casually was like, well, you know, Child Protective Services says it's not safe for Leah to stay with me. Like, full stop, that's a wild statement to say. Because of vandalism. Because of vandalism. Okay, girl. Uh, she goes, I just hope we can get along this time. So, oh, this is so good. Gary walks in, and she's like, I don't know, she makes some shitty comment. And he's like, I gotta use the bathroom real quick. So he goes in there, and then it's just like five, ten seconds of Leah just kind of playing. And then you hear the toilet flush, which is definitely 80 yard in, just to Ugh, be like, this remember is so he was gross. In the, yeah. And he goes, Whew, smells so bad. I hate smells so bathroom bad in there. humor, by the way. Something to know about me I is love I it, hate but that's fucking humor. gross. Oh, Ugh. I love, I love any fart poop joke. Um, 
You shouldn't listen to my podcast then, because I tell lots of diarrhea stories. Well, anyway, so Amber goes, I know you ain't rude taking a shit in my house, Gary. And Gary just goes, <laughs> anyway, do you, oh, anyway, do you want to see her tomorrow? My mom's going to have her. And Amber's like, why is your mom going to have her, Gary? And Gary's like, oh, because I'm going to Tennessee this weekend. Why are you going? You just went to Illinois. I noticed that. <laughs> Illinois. I wrote that down as well. And Gary goes, anyway, I'm not going to fight with you in front of Leah. And Amber goes, Give me a kiss, Leah. And then she goes, move to Gary because he's mildly. Well, he goes, why do you care where I'm going? She goes, because you're dropping off my fucking kid again. Yep. Uh, So Gary's like, all right, so what I'm going to do, I I don't need to justify anymore to you. And Amber goes, excuse me? You do have to justify to me. And Gary goes, no, I don't. Amber goes, it's my kid. Uh, Amber, I'm not doing this right now. You're a piece of shit. And then she hangs up. That, like, that fight is exactly how she talked to Andrew. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, Andrew, those Andrew tapes are very, very upsetting to watch. I've only listened to them, like, once, the, and, like, the ring cam, too. It's, like, so just I'll never horrible. forget when there was one where she's, like, <laughs> it's not funny, but she's, like, you look so fucking old in that sweater. They're, like, in the car on the way to breakfast, and she's, like, screaming at him about how old and stupid he looks in that boring sweater. And it's just, like, <laughs> such a weird... She was always calling him old and, like, insulting his age, but she was like, you're so fucking boring. Look at you with that fucking stupid sweater. Did she call him fat a lot, too? Mm-hmm. Like, she... Yeah, every physical thing she came for. But I just always think about that because it's just such a funny thing to insult somebody over. Like, your significant other, you're, like, your fucking sweater, like, it's just, she's just, and nothing is off limits to Amber. Uh, well, anyway, Gary, by the way, halfway into that, Gary leaves with Leah and then it gets in the car and Amber immediately calls him. Yeah. So that's where the phone thing happens. Um, so Amber's like, you're a piece of shit, hangs up on him. And then Gary just hangs up the phone and goes, I love my Leah. It's just kind of sad. So the next segment, Gary meets with his mom, Carol, who always tear her eyes. By the way, like though, if I saw her in a dark alley with those eyes, I would have a fucking Carol, panic attack. In these episodes, compared to Carol now, oh, it's so I mean, weird. What, ha- what happened to Carol? I mean, she's not the best back here, though. But, but still, I mean, she's like, yeah, bring Leah here. Like, I don't know. She's more normal in these than she is now. Maybe she was getting laid because, you know, her whole problem was like, that she's not getting any. I think maybe she, like, went through menopause and it, like, changed something. Like, I think something happened. Like, something, because, like, she was, like, raising Leah at this point. And oh, now no, she's, yeah, like, she was doing a really good job. Now she's, like, like not even interested in seeing Emily. She's, like, oh, who's that girl? Like. Yeah, she has, like, no relationship with Emily whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, Gary, basically, this whole segment is just them talking about that Amber sucks. Gary does say something really nice where he's like, I really appreciate you. Like you really helped me right. a lot with Leah. And I just wanted to make sure that you know that I thought that was nice. Do you know why he's out of town all the time? Like, is it with at jobs this, or is he, is he this, like seeing girls? He might've been doing club appearances at this point. Remember club oh, appearances? Oh God. Would you go if he was like, I mean, I club? went to that fucking fight night. Maybe. Um, Did you go to the fight night just to see? Yeah, Kate to see Farah. I wanted Farrah. to see Farah get beat, and also because it was in Atlantic oh. City, and my friend was like, at the time working for an airline, so he could fly for free, and so we were okay. just like, this would be a fun weekend in Atlantic City, which I, I mean, live. I would go if I think, and maybe you know. not Cheyenne, but like I would, or maybe not Mackenzie McKee. Yeah, but it was just like it was like but. silly, like it wasn't like yeah. oh my god, I want to go meet them. It was like this would be really funny if we did this, but. 
I think at this time, Gary was, like, in the clubs all the time, and he was, like, selling those condoms that he sold, and, like, he was still, like, very into being a public figure. Remember, like, the kids on um, Jersey Shore would make, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars doing these club appearances. So I bet he was making, like, if he, like, went to some fucking bumfuck Tennessee nightclub, he probably made $15,000 or something. You know what I mean? Like, or even $10,000 for a night. So I think that's, I would bet that's what he was doing, club appearances. I mean, good for him. I could never do that. I, I'm such an introvert. No. Like, the thought of doing that makes me I don't think it's die. a thing anymore, really. Like, I, I think club appearances, I think social Certainly media. not now. I think social media kind of killed club appearances because oh, it's like, true. why would I, I'll just watch you on Instagram live. Like, I don't yeah. need to go to a nightclub to see you. But at the time, you could only see them, what, on Facebook, like, or Twitter. There was no, celebs weren't, celebs weren't quite as accessible at the time. So I think a club appearance was, like, this very unique opportunity. But some of them still do it. Like, like James Kennedy from Vanderpump Rules does his, like, DJing. But it's a club appearance is what he's doing. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, you're not, what are you really doing? Jack Saylor actually is doing those club appearances all the time. Like, so I think some still do it and they make decent money. But in general, like, it's not a thing like that. But I would bet any amount of money that's what Gary was doing. Well, I mean, good for him, I guess. Gary says he's, uh, oh, Gary says he's leaving Leah with his mom at his mom's house this weekend. But when I went there to see her, nobody was home. And it's all getting to be too much. And, like, this sequence is just Amber, like, (gasps) this is... So weird. I'm like, did she call? Like, I don't remember the last time I cried. Like, when my cat died, I didn't cry this hard. Like, all the hap- she, I don't really know what happened here because the timeline is obviously super The timeline's hot. so confusing. She is so upset. Her friend comes over and... She's slurring. She, like, she's... I know she's hysterical, but she's also definitely on drugs. Her friend comes in who I've never who seen her friend in is a, before. a grown woman. That woman was 40 years old. And she's, like, 6'7", I want to say. Yeah, she's she was actually very fuck. pretty. Like, she was pretty, that woman. I, I, she seemed shell-shocked. She seemed like she'd, she'd Amber, been just cast Amber opens Amber's the door, friend. sobbing. She goes, babe, what's wrong? <laughs> like, 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 what oh the God. fuck did I... I just thought I was going to get $500 to go to on MTV. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, I've met this girl once. Like, she was, like... I tutored her in high school five years ago. Like, that woman um, was a, a grown adult to Amber's, like, 22. Uh-huh. Um, basically she's just upset that she called Carol and she didn't answer the phone. And like, I don't know, like Carol can't make her entire schedule around dropping everything. Also when she like, has Leah. Carol at this point in time, what year is this? Like 2011 that this is happening? This episode 2012. I feel like at this time my mom was still like hanging up her cell phone by turning it off. Like... Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah, remember that, I guess that's true. I guess I never thought about remember that. Remember when your mom used to do that? She'd, like, hang up her cell phone by turning off her phone. You'd be like, can you keep your fucking phone on? Guess but, what? Like, My mom doesn't own a cell phone now because she doesn't want to pay the, what, 50 bucks a month? She just doesn't have a cell phone. She has a landline only. Exactly. So, like, I... And Carol's older at this point already. Like, oh, Carol yeah. is in her 60s, at least, in this and episode. And she's not exactly hip Exactly. So, I'm sure Carol just, like, isn't... Like, because Amber, when they see her later, Amber's like, she's like, you should have called me. And Amber's like, I called you. It wasn't on. And she's like, oh, sorry. Like, you can tell she was like, oh, my phone wasn't on. Like, oh, like, I just don't think she was so glued to her phone. I think this was 2011 or 2012. Now that you said that, I'm kind of more on your side with that. Because when, so basically what happens is like, Amber wants to like communicate better with Gary's mom. So she calls Gary's mom and uh, she's like, 
hi, Carol, where's Leah? Like, why, she was supposed to be here at two or whatever. And yeah. Carol's like, oh, I just went to a rummage sale and I bought a whole bunch of more stuff than I should have bought. And Amber's like, you know what? I'll talk to you when you get here, babe. Yeah. Babe. She's Can you imagine if someone 20 babe. years less than you called you so babe? So she arrives with Leah and Amber's like, Booskies! <laughs> and Amber's like, can we sit and talk? And she goes, here's the thing. Gary told me she was going to be at your house and uh, I went to your house and no one was there and Carol makes these crazy eyes. Yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, well we didn't but have her at the house. We Carol, were in Noblesville. Carol didn't know what she was walking into. <laughs> no, she's like, oh. She's like, she's not, she's unhinged. Yeah. Uh, Amber goes, well that's what Gary told me. The communication between all of us needs to be better. And Carol goes, why didn't you call my cell phone and Amber goes I did call your cell phone there was no answer and Carol goes well I didn't have your new number and I just got your new number and Amber's like do you have my phone number now saved in your phone and like I'm kind of on Amber's side okay there, no it's like answer but, your phone no what what Amber does is remember at this point Amber does not have custody like Amber does not have custody of Leah if because you want of the vandalism see, though if you want to see Leah the night before you give Carol a call and you set up a time in the day that you're going to see yeah. Leah. You Not call like her, you're in a nice level of high right you now. You call and her at eight in the her. morning and see what Carol's day is. Like Carol is an elderly woman at this point. Like think of how elderly women operate. Like Carol probably woke up. They went to that rummage sale. They got lunch. Like Carol was probably out and about like having a day and like very much, I would imagine like expects one. Like I said, I, I bet she just saying elderly is very generous. Cause she's got to be in her late forties. No, She's like 60 in this scene. 60, you think? Yeah, I think so. She wasn't a young mom? I don't think so. No, I, uh, I think she wasn't. I Isn't that the whole storyline that like, I don't know. She looks in her 60s. Whatever she is, she's a grandma who has planned her day out. True, fine, yes, yes. And right. like, probably, like if Amber, I bet Amber at 12.30 p.m. when she rolled out of bed, just started uh-uh. blowing up Carol's phone when Carol's, like, at a flea market. Like, her phone's in her purse. Like, she's not... I think that Amber, like, the way that she's acting is, like, you need to pick up when I call. Like, you need to do this. Like, you need to do this when I... On my terms. Like, Amber wants everybody on her terms. And, like, if you really cared, like I said, you would have called the night before. You would have called early in the morning to, like, see what's going on for the day. Like, I bet Carol's a lady that schedules her day. And then, like, isn't glued to her phone when she's out and about doing things. She had her nephew as well. Like, she her prior... And Amber thinks, like... And she still thinks like this. That, like, when Amber's ready for something that the entire world needs to stop so that Amber's thing can get done. Yeah, no, Amber... Uh, and also, Amber doesn't even want Leah, really. She's just... Yeah, she's just mad. So I agree, like, Carol should communicate with amber and should pick up the phone for amber but i also think like i would bet that like carol was just like busy like just doing shit well amber's like you know it doesn't matter like you're keeping her gary's keeping her away from me because he's trying to punish me and carol's like i'm not trying to get in the middle of it carol is actually very good in this scene she like stays very calm and she's like well she de-escalates it yeah and amber's like well we need to have communication and she's like well you and i can have communication and Amber goes, I need you to help me communicate with Gary. And Carol's like, no. <laughs> yeah, she's like, when you when Gary has Leah and then you need to deal with that, I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to be in that. <laughs> she straight up was like, no, nope, no. And Amber goes, I need help. And Carol's like, um, okay, can you, and she goes, well, you know, 
Gary's going out of town all of the time. Like, she starts shit-talking Gary. And Carol's like, um, that's between you and Gary. (laughs) And that's basically kind of where this episode ends. That's it. Oh, it was so good. I can't wait for, like, the rest of the season. And just for, like, next season when they come back. I think the first episode when they come back is called We're Back. I'm sure. I'm positive that's what it's called. All right. Well, let's both do our plugs. You go first. Um... Well, I'm going to do an intro, but, oh, for your audience, if you want to listen to my show, it's called Feathers in My Hair. If you want to hear me talk about non-teen mom things, I'm on Patreon. My Patreon is called Liz Explains It All. I talk about everything, pop culture, YouTube, documentaries, TV, reality TV shows. It's at patreon.com slash Liz Explains, and you should come check it out. Cool. And I am Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom. I also have a Real Housewives of um, New York podcast called friends of the countess which is on itunes free and then i have a patreon um uh we love to hate tv with my best friend jody huff from reality tv and we randomly have the exact same logos for both of our patreon remember that like it's crazy how similar those are it was unbeknownst to me until i saw yours and i was like we have the exact same i know i laughed at that i actually want to change mine anyway i was just looking at mine but yeah i laughed when i saw that um so patreon.com slash love to hate tv and then i also do a thing called total request podcast with jody again (laughs) that uh you request any episode of anything for us to watch it's like it's like liz explains i guess well that i stole uh, from you that the request pod that because you guys were doing that before liz explains i mean it's good i love it sure uh uh, patreon.com slash tr pod and uh, you guys can check out both of us on we love to hate, we all love to hate TV on Facebook. Liz is very present in that group as well. Oh, that's true. I am. I think, and give us good, give us five star ratings and review, got reviews. If you oh have God, I like say, never even mention, I like never mention my reviews. I'm like, just stay out of them. <laughs> like, I just say it because I feel like I'm supposed to. Everybody but, like, like stay out of my reviews. Like, please. Every time I see that I have like more reviews, I almost oh, have a heart attack. I don't look, I, don't I do not look at mine. Like twice a year, I'll accidentally look at mine. And because I'm a social, like I'm just unhinged. So like <laughs> there's 800 beautiful, positive reviews talking about how great I am. And then I see the bad one and like, that's, I'm like reading it over and over and over again so i don't read them i don't read them it's not worth it to me well i thought this episode was perfect and there's nothing anyone bad could say about absolutely not amanda thank you so much loved it i loved this um we'll see you guys next week and og's coming back next week so we'll both have an episode on that yeah all right (laughs) bye everyone say bye This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.